Dr. John Raymond is the president and CEO of the Medical College of Wisconsin. He joins us live in the studio. Dr. Raymond, good afternoon. Yeah, great to see you, John and Sandy. So last segment, we were talking about the most popular snacks in America, and I said, well, Dr. Raymond's in here. Let's ask him about snacking habits, but I know what your answer would be if I asked you about that. So instead, I'm going to ask you, what's your favorite snack? Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Mm. Oh, that's a good one. Okay, so you went chocolate. That's interesting. You didn't go salty. No. Uh, the full size, or do you like the mini size, or do you not discriminate? Um, well, I say eat things in moderation, but I don't always follow my own advice. Sure. <laughs> it's a treat sometimes. It is, it is. All right. So when we think about snacking, I'll ask you one real medical question. What should we think about? I mean, we're all going to snack. What should we think about? Yeah, it's okay to snack as long as you eat a balanced diet and you don't overdo it with the, with the snacks. And if you can maintain your weight and your fitness and still work some snacking in, that's not such a bad thing. And that's the only reason I work out is so that I can... Eat and drink what I want to, basically. I want to ask you about something that's in the news, and it's pancreatic cancer. Rates are spiking in women under the age of 55. Dr. Raymond, what do we know about that? Yeah, that's really surprising. Um, First of all, rates of pancreatic cancer are rising in the United States, and we don't really understand why that is. But they're rising more quickly in women under the age of 55. And typically, you think of pancreatic cancer as a disease of aging. It affects people that are 65 and older usually. So this is really surprising. A lot of speculation about inflammation, alcohol intake, maybe foods that are high in fat and uh, processed chemicals and, and whatnot. But we really don't know right now. That's the bottom line. There's some good news in the fight against pancreatic cancer, and that is that a new personalized vaccine is showing promise. What do we know about the vaccine? Yeah, this is really pretty remarkable. There's a new study from Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center, so a very high-quality site, that showed tremendous effectiveness of a cancer vaccine against pancreatic ductal adenocarcinoma, which is the most deadly form of uh, pancreatic cancer. Typically, the two-year survival is less than 10%. And so they added this new vaccine onto standard therapy that included immunotherapy and chemotherapy. And what they were able to show was an improvement in survival that was remarkable from an average of 13 months with tumor recurrence to 18 months with no tumor recurrence in any of the people that um, wow. that that had a response. So it looks like this could be a more sustained response. The technology used here is the same mRNA vaccine technology that was used for the COVID vaccine. And what's wonderful about this is that this is the only technology available that can be used to personalize the vaccine targeted specifically an individual's pancreatic cancer. So the promise of this technology is truly remarkable. It's wonderful to hear those developments, not just for pancreatic cancer, but last week talking about Alzheimer's disease and some progress there. And now the FDA just approved a different drug, Brex... Oh, you tried to help me pronounce this. Brexpiprazole? Pretty close. Brexpiprazole. Okay. But this drug is to treat agitation associated with Alzheimer's. And do you see this as a significant development? It it is a very significant development. As you said, Sandy, last week we talked about denanumab, which showed promise in slowing the cognitive decline that people with early Alzheimer's have. And one of the problems with late Alzheimer's dementia is that people can be agitated, they can be violent, and they can't live in a family setting anymore. They have to go into a uh, a long-term care facility. So this uh, Brexpiprazole has been shown to reduce agitation in people with late-stage Alzheimer's dementia. Um, This was just approved uh, by the FDA, 
And it's already been used, so people, clinicians, know how to use it for schizophrenia and as an add-on medication for depression. So truly, um, I think, a significant advance in managing Alzheimer's disease. Dr. John Raymond is the president and CEO of the Medical College of Wisconsin. He is live with us in the studio. Some diet news today, high-quality, low-fat diets. What are we talking about here? Yeah, this is also really remarkable. There was a study in the Journal of Internal Medicine that compared two types of high-quality diets. The first was a low-fat, and the second was a low-carbohydrate diet to see whether those helped people live longer. That was the essential question. Um, They studied 400,000 patients that were enrolled in the AARP study with the NIH. They were age 50 to 71, and they were all enrolled in 1995 or 1996. So you've got 400,000 people that were followed for an average of 23 and a half years. And um, what they showed was that people on the low-fat diet um, had an 18% lower death rate than people that were on a standard diet or were on the low-carbohydrate diet. And if you think about 400,000 patients followed for over 23 years, an 18% difference in mortality is just huge. But some caveats. Um, They only did a single um, food intake uh, survey. Um, So the instrument was only taken one time, Um, and this is just one study, even though it's a big study for the long term. I think the the take-home message here is one that we already know. If you eat a diet that is low in uh, poor-quality carbohydrate, starchy foods, uh, processed sugars, um, and animal products, um, you're probably going to fare better. So if you eat Mm plant-based diet— um, you're going to probably live longer, which is pretty remarkable. Yeah, 18%, that's a big number. And what a huge population sample. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Uh, talking about menopause, something everyone loves to talk about. But if you are experiencing it, there are a lot of people who would enjoy some relief. And the FDA has just approved a new non-hormone therapy for menopausal hot flashes and night sweats. Yeah, this also, I think, is a potential breakthrough. So typically in menopause, two of the symptoms that are the most debilitating are hot flashes and and night sweats. And you can treat that with hormones, either estrogen alone or estrogen plus progesterone. Uh, But those come with some risks, uh, very effective, 90% effectiveness. But some women can't use them. They can't tolerate the hormone therapy. Or if they have a hormone-sensitive cancer, it would be contraindicated to use those therapies. So this new medication works on the temperature control center of the brain. And it really um, does control the night sweats and the hot flashes, but a little bit less effectively. It's 50% instead of 90%. And it's called the OZA. Um, And I think it's a potential breakthrough for the treatment of uh, menopausal symptoms. And it's nice to know that progress is being made in that area as well. It's another one of those health issues that just doesn't get spoken about very much. Right, for sure. Dr. Raymond's good news of the week. Um, My good news of the week has to do with the Medical College of Wisconsin. And this Friday, we're graduating over 250 newly minted physicians, pharmacists, public health and scientists, public health practitioners. That's great. So that's cause for celebration. Indeed it is. That is really good news. Buy yourself a Reese's peanut butter cup. I will. Thank you. (laughs) You've earned it. A whole bag. Yeah. (laughs) I'll share them with you guys next week. (laughs) Dr. John Raymond is the president and CEO of the Medical College of Wisconsin. It's always great when you make the time to spend it with us. Thank you, Dr. Raymond. Thanks, John and Sandy.